Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. Did you ever have a really good idea for a school project, which sounded great, but turned out to be not so great? When Emma Dodder's Jug Band Christmas started showing on TV on a regular basis, my small group of friends were obsessed with it. We loved it. Those of us who were in class together in school thought it was so good that when our teacher told us that we needed to do a creative project around Christmas, we thought we would do a song and scene from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas using puppets and cardboard. The thing is, we were never able to get our hands on puppets that looked like the characters in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Personally, I couldn't even get my hands on any puppets, so I just brought stuffed animals to the table. The whole thing was a tremendous mess. Picture three of us below a table and moving stuffed animals above our heads reenacting scenes from Emma Dodder's Drug Band Christmas, and it was disjointed. We would pick just the scenes we liked. We used the same puppets for each scene, and then when the song part came, we used a small cassette player that my friend borrowed from his father that we had held up to the TV to record the song, and we played that and then moved the puppets back and forth I guess we had a lot of heart because we got a passing grade. I do remember that the teacher thought it was fabulous and our friends thought it was the lamest thing in the world. Looking back at it, I think how wonderful it is to be a kid and not worry about the details, not see the problems with things. Everything is fresh and magical. A stuffed animal? Why that could be a character from a Christmas special you like. A piece of cardboard painted blue? That could be the ice, even though we were mocked a little by our fellow classmates who didn't do much better. I look fondly back on those classroom memories, and especially this time of year when I'm about to watch Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, a magical musical Christmas special by the people behind the Muppets. On today's show, I'm going to talk about the Jug Band Christmas. We'll talk about the book it's based on, the people in front and behind the camera, the music, plot, its various releases, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Daughter's Jug Band Christmas started out as a children's storybook by Russell Hoban and illustrated by his wife Lillian Hoban. 
It was written in 1969 and was published in 1971 by Parents Magazine Press. It is the story of Emmett Otter and his mother, a widow who has to make do with a very small amount of money she gets by doing laundry, and the money that Emmett gets doing odd jobs. The story is a twist on the timeless tale of the gift of the Magi, but in reverse, they sacrifice each other's livelihood to enter a contest in the hopes that they can win enough to get gifts for one another. And that means Emmett has to put a hole in Ma's wash tub so that he can play wash tub bass in a jug band, and Ma has to hawk Emmett's tools to buy a dress so that she could look good when she's in the contest. It's a charming story wonderfully illustrated and you can see why it would inspire other people to take it on as a subject and make a special about it. It was translated into a special by Jerome Jewell. Jewell was a television and movie writer who worked on the Muppets, passed away in 2005. He worked on every Muppet movie from the very first one to Muppets from Space in 1999. You had a writer, you also had a director, a director with vision. You had James Maury Henson, better known as Jim Henson, who passed away in 1990, way too early, was a puppeteer, artist, film director, producer, visionary, best known as the creator of The Muppets. And despite all that, he's probably most famous for voicing and giving life to Kermit the Frog. The special was produced in 1977 and was done sort of as a test to see if they could pull off a Muppet movie and mission accomplished. The sets and characters are stunning and the music is wonderful and we'll talk a little bit about that later. It was filmed in Toronto and was released on HBO in the United States and on the CBC in Canada. It would first premiere on December 17, 1978 and later would air on ABC in the 1980s, and Nickelodeon in the 1990s. It had a running time of 48 minutes, although stretched out to an hour for television. The original special, the one I was most familiar with, was hosted by Kermit the Frog, but in later releases they would take out Kermit's narration because of legal issues. The Jim Henson Company owned Emmett Jug Band Christmas, but they sold the rights to the Muppets, including Kermit, to Disney in 2004. I like the Kermit version, and it is the version I still watch every year. Since this was sort of a test to see what they could do with Muppets on a grander scale, they utilize a bunch of different puppetry techniques, the usual Muppet hand-style puppets, marionettes, and also radio-controlled puppet effects, which you'll see when you're watching Emmett and his ma row down the river. They had to create this whole world for Emmett Otter and his friends to inhabit, and the end effect is magical. You see this whole world unfold around you, and instantly you forget you're watching puppets. It almost has a sort of wind-in-the-willows feel to it, and makes me wish that Henson had been able to do a version of wind-in-the-willows. Today's show is brought to you by your winter clothier. Cold on that river? Get some winter clothes and stay warm. sport and dress the part and you look smart for winter at this time of year you gotta love those winter clothing stores 
A lot of great people contributed their voice talents and puppeteering talents to Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, playing Emmett Otter, Doc Bullfrog, Stanley Weasel, Yancey Woodchuck, and Melissa Rabbit are Jerry Nelson. Nelson worked for the Muppets, is probably best known for his work as Count Von Count on Sesame Street. He was also the original puppeteer to Mr. Snuffleupagus and did it from 71 to 78. One of my favorite side characters he plays is Lou Zealand, the boomerang fish-throwing performer. Frank Oz played Alice Otter and Chuck Stoat. Oz, longtime Muppet contributor on The Muppets. He is Miss Piggy and Fozzie. On Sesame Street, he's Cookie Monster, Bert, and Grover. He would also direct films like Little Shop of Horrors in 1986 and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. If you are a Star Wars fan, of course, he is the voice of Yoda. Marilyn Sokol voiced Alice Otter, actress and comedian. She was in one of my favorite 70s films, Foul Play, and she was also in the 1980 movie Can't Stop the Music with Steve Gutenberg where she was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actress, playing Kermit the Frog, Harvey Beaver, Howard Snake, and Harrison Fox was Jim Henson. Richard Hunt played Charlie Muskrat, George Rabbit, and Fred Lizard. He was a puppeteer and Muppet performer best known for Scooter, Janice, Beaker, Sweetums, and Statler. David Goles played Will Possum, Popeye Catfish, and Wendell Porcupine. Goles is a puppeteer probably best known as the voice of the great Gonzo. He also voices Benson Honeydew and Zoot. Aaron Osgar voiced Hetty Muskrat, Mrs. Mink, Old Lady Possum, and Gretchen Fox. One of the original Muppet performers and the first full-time female Muppeteer, performing most famously Janice, who is the guitarist for Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Now with a little bit more about one of these talented people is Vic Sage with another Why Should I Know This Person? Hi friends, Vic Sage here with Why Should I Know This Person? And this time we were going to be taking a look at the writer of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, Jerry Jewell. Jerome Robin Jewell was born on June 27, 1938, in St. Paul, Minnesota. At the age of 11, he was putting on puppet shows at the St. Paul's Children Library. When he turned 14, his family moved to Menlo Park, California. In 1955, even though he was still in high school, he founded the Menlo Marionettes Troupe, an organization that performed in schools around the city. It was working with the Oakland Recreation Department's Vagabond Puppeteers that Jerry would befriend a fellow puppeteer by the name of Frank Oz. Jewell received an associate's bachelor degree in speech and drama from San Jose State College, as well as meeting his future wife, Susan, who happened to be the daughter of the then mayor. While at college in 1958, he worked on the KNTV program, Sylvie and Pup, in which he not only performed the character of Pup, but designed and built all props and the other characters. It was in 1961 that Jerry performed an original production entitled The Witch Who Stole Thursday, for the Puppeteers of America National Festival. He was aided by Frank Oz and another puppeteer. In attendance was Jim Henson, and he was impressed by their work, so much so that he hired Jerry to work at the Henson Company, which was located and run by Jim and his wife Jane Henson in the basement of their Maryland home. Jewel's first job was to aid Jim as a performer on the final season of Sam and Friends. 
1963, Jewell began to cut back on the puppeteering work and focused more on the writing of skits, and went on to record as to why. Quote, I did it for self-protection. Frank Oz joined us around 1963. He was, and he is, a magnificent puppeteer. Absolutely A1. I never rated much better than B2, so I figured I'd better save my job by doing something else, and besides, my arm was sore. Jerry would end up co-writing the Jim Henson experimental film The Cube in 1969, the same year he would write for Sesame Street, which he did for six years. He would be the writer on 1970's The Great Santa Claus Switch, The Frog Prince, The Muppet Musicians of Bremen, The Muppet's Valentine Show, The Muppet Show, where he took over as head writer from 1977 to 1981, and of course in that same year he wrote Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. In 1983, Jewel became the writer and creative producer for Fraggle Rock. Jerry would go on to co-write The Muppet Movie, The Great Muppet Caper, The Jim Henson Hour, The Muppet Christmas Carol, where he was also co-producer, Muppet Treasure Island, and Muppets from Space. This has been Vic Sage with Why Should I Know This Person? And before signing off, I want to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday, and may you never get a hole in your wash tub. Thanks, Vic. Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas has had various edits over the years, and that was usually to accommodate the different people who owned it or who were going to broadcast it. The original edit had a 54-minute runtime. This is the version I watch. In 1980, it was altered slightly to accommodate commercial breaks. This edit would be used in the 1983 VHS release, which I believe was the first version that I owned. Mostly in this one, stuff has been removed to shorten it so that they could stick in some more commercials. There was another edit in 1996 for a VHS release that has a 49-minute runtime. This is the version where Kermit's narration is removed, and they also removed some dialogue. In 2005, a collector's edition DVD was released that restored all of the dialogue but removed the Kermit stuff. Hopefully in the future, we will see another release that has Kermit intact, but I imagine that will only happen if Disney gets their hands on Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Not sure if that is going to happen anytime soon. The special was very well received at the time. There are a lot of reviews written, especially when it was broadcast in 1980, talking about how magical it is. It would go on to be nominated for four Emmy Awards in 1981. Remember, your kids won't know anything about the Jetsons or the Smurfs unless you educate them. So have them listen to The Retroist every week at Retroist.com. You'll be glad you did. A component of Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas, one that you need to talk about if you're going to fully appreciate this special, is the music, which was created by singer-composer Paul Williams. When Henson approached Williams, he said that this is a trial run for a movie that he wanted to do, and he wanted to get a handle on the technical aspect of making a film with Muppets in it. Williams signed on for the special, and two years later, when they did the Muppet movie, Williams also created the music for that. Williams had worked with the Muppets on The Muppet Show, and he would not only write the music for this and The Muppet movie, but also The Muppet Christmas Carol. Some of the music featured in this movie, the bathing suit that Grandma Otter wore, There Ain't No Hole in the Washtub, When the River Meets the Sea, Barbecue, 
Our World, Brothers, River Bottom Nightmare Band, that's a great song, and Brothers in Our World, all of which when I read the title, I can hear in my head. In 2008, the Jim Henson Company and iTheatrics developed a musical stage adaptation of Emin Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and it featured a mix of puppets and stage actors. Paul Williams was brought in to write new songs. It premiered on December 7, 2008 in Connecticut and ran for the entire month. It would then be brought back in 2009 to do the same. I hope that one day they decide to do a broader revival of it. Maybe if Disney buys it, we'll see it on Broadway, because I would really love to see that. Much like many characters in the Muppet universe, the characters in Eminotter's Jug Band Christmas would go on to make cameos in other Muppet properties. In the original Muppet movie, they are seen in the Rainbow Connection finale at the very end. They would also make appearances on The Muppet Show. So if you're making your way through The Muppet Show, keep your eyes peeled. You'll see a lot of the characters from Eminata's Drug Man Christmas reused in some episodes. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, you guys, got a second? My name is Rolf, and I'm a Muppet, see? You know the Muppets, they're that nutty bunch of puppets that keep turning up on TV these days. Anyhow... Ideal is making a plush toy of me, and it looks like this. Well, that was Snurf. He's he's another Muppet, and Ideal makes a Snurf Muppet, too. But the little Rolf Muppet looks like this. I am a Kermit. I'm made by Ideal. I think you'll agree I have real appeal. Yeah. Well, that was Ideal's Kermit Muppet, but I'm trying to show you the Rolf. Now, cut that out. Now, now here's the Rolf Muppet. Go ahead, kid. Explain yourself. I am the little Rolf. You can work me like a puppet or play with me like a doll. Thank you, Junior. You can go now. Oh, buy us, oh, buy us, oh, buy us, we beg. For if you don't buy us, we'll bite you in the leg. Now, hold on. What kind of an attitude is that? So buy us that one, a bundle of charms. And if you don't buy us, we'll break both your arms. Okay, that's enough. Friends, buy the ideal Muppets. The kids will be screaming for them. They're coming. They're coming to your town. Wait till you tell the kids. The all-new Muppet Babies Live with special guest stars Miss Piggy and Kermit. Hello, everybody. Later. The Muppet Babies Live on stage. Wait till you tell the kids. Wednesday through Sunday, San Jose Civic Auditorium. Good seats still available at Bass and Ticketmaster Centers. And now, back to the show. There have been various releases of Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas, some of which I've talked about in the edits. They had VHS releases in 83, 96, and 98. There was a CED video disc release in 83. It was released on DVD in 2001, 2005, and 2008. I have talked to many Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas fans, and not one of them is a casual fan. Nobody seems to say, oh, I think Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas is okay. It is one of those specials that once you watch it, you're either going to love it or you're going to be like, eh, 
I happen to fall into the camp who love it, and I watch it every year, and I try to get other people to watch it. Unfortunately, I can't have everyone in my living room, so I'm going to employ you to check it out. Hopefully you can find the Kermit version, because having Kermit in anything is great, but even if you don't, the characters are engaging, the scenery is beautiful, it is very well put together, and it should give you that feeling of holiday magic that makes this time of year so special. So give yourself a gift this holiday season, and watch Emma Daughter's Jugman Christmas. You'll be glad you did. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks to Vic Sage for another great Why Should I Know This Person. If you have feedback for Vic, you can email him at vicsage at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Riverbottom Nightmare Band. This has been a Retrous production. Goodbye.